Hi, I'm Meredith Emily. And I'm Noel Cowman. Between us, we have over 30 years' experience in the fitness, nutrition and well-being industry. Our goal is to share that knowledge and experience with you. So, welcome to the Intelligent Fitness Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Intelligent Fitness Podcast. We're here today to talk to you a little bit about uh, the coronavirus and our response to the news that's come out in Ireland uh, just earlier today about the closure of schools. So the advice that we're being given is schools are going to be closed, colleges are going to be closed, all childcare uh, facilities are going to be closed. Um, And we're being asked to work remotely wherever possible, uh, to stagger gatherings, to keep indoor gatherings to fewer than 100 people and outdoor gatherings to fewer than 500 people. So we really wanted to respond as quickly as we could to this uh, with our thoughts on it and um, some kind of general tips uh, that we can give you about exercise and nutrition at quite a difficult time for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, we're we're in the business of making a difference to people health and well-being wise and so really our focus today we we I think it's fair to say we probably had other ideas for a podcast in mind we had lots of ideas but but this this is the relevant one and we really think we have some messages today that can make a difference yeah so first of all we're all reeling in Ireland today uh, from the 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 message which has come across about the closure of all the schools and colleges um, and about how it's going to affect all of us so what do you think to begin with about this decision that's been made and where we are with it well, two things to say. One is, it is the decision that was made. <laughs> so we, the human race and the Irish population, have to accept that's what's happened. Yeah. And for those people that are still reeling and, and, and you know, are kind of adjusting, I, I'd suggest adjust as quick as possible because too much energy will go into the, the fact that it's happened and yeah. they need to put energy into kind of being productive about... And, and adjusting to what needs to happen yeah. next. So what, what are the uh, next steps? Yeah, exactly. As for whether it was a good idea or not, I think, look, I think it was. Uh, we had to be proactive. I think other countries are probably looking at what we're doing now saying, wow, they maybe maybe they are moving quickly, but it, 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 I, I think it was a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I have to say I agree. I know the news coming from the UK is that they're, they're surprised over there that, that they haven't done that sooner and they're impressed that we are moving so quickly and proactively with this. So given that it's probably a fairly sensible idea to have a, a degree of lockdown here. Um, the next question is really, what are we dealing with and how can we best deal with it? So from from what we can kind of, from what we've discussed between us and from, from the information that we, we uh, have got from a lot of our clients who we see every day, who we've been obviously talking about nothing else, we're dealing with four main things. Firstly, there's the illness itself. Um, so, you know, how can we best protect ourselves against the actual threat of the illness? Um Then we have the kind of mass hysteria and panic buying that's surrounding the news, particularly today within an hour of the news being announced. You know, we're out of toilet paper and pasta in all of the supermarkets. Everybody's going out um, panic buying. The third uh, thing that people are worrying about is obviously the impact on the economy and earning power and people's Mm -hmm. job losses and uh, loss of earnings. So that's a huge worry for people. And the fourth issue uh, that we're seeing is kind of a direct result of the, the, the former three, which is people's mental health and sanity. We're looking at a situation where we're worried about getting ill. We're worried that we're going to run out of food. We're worried that we're going to um, lose money. 
And now we're worried that we're going to be stuck at home with our kids for, you know, three, four, five weeks at a time. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, and I think it might be useful if we start with the actual illness itself and some things that we can do to kind of proactively try and protect ourselves against actually getting ill. Just to keep this in perspective, um, so far, I think today in Ireland, the total confirmed number of cases of coronavirus stands at 43 with one death. So keeping it in perspective, uh, a country of four and a half million people, I think. We have a few more, but yeah. Is it five million people now? <laughs> I think keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. okay, so a, a good few million people in the country yeah. and we have 43 confirmed cases. So the just, that, just to keep it in perspective, that's where we are. It's probably going to get worse, but we need to talk a little bit about how can we protect ourselves against uh, getting ill and coming yep. into contact with this uh, this nasty illness. First of all, um, the obvious things that everybody's telling us, washing hands, uh, cleanliness, avoiding big public gatherings. I think we've heard so much about that now yep. that we don't really need to cover any, anything else Absolutely. off on it. Absolutely, no, no, no. So from, the, from a nutrition point of view, I just wanted to talk a little bit about um, some of the nutritional things we can do to protect ourselves and also some of the pseudoscience that we're hearing around what we should and shouldn't be doing. There's, there's some confusing information being put out there and I wanted to just put that to rights as well. So... I think it's worth talking a little bit about vitamin C. Um, yeah, that one is only starting to pop up now. I, I think everyone has been looking so much at the the hand sanitization and drinking more water and all this, and suddenly the the, the message about immunization through vitamin C is starting to come up. And obviously, with that's some. Yeah. Uh, falsehoods as well some pseudoscience yeah <laughs> okay so just the basics of vitamin c our bodies can't make vitamin c but we do need it we need it for our immune function bones iron absorption and healthy skin you get it mainly from citrus fruits strawberries green vegetables tomatoes um the recommended daily allowance for men is 90 milligrams per day and for women it's 75 milligrams per day it's better to get it through food rather than supplementation, um, if possible. The one problem that we have with that at the moment is with the panic buying going on. If you can't have, um, uh, if you can't buy all your, your five a day fruit and veg, how are you going to get, you know, a good all round diet? So, and this I think is a concern. If, the, <laughs> if if we have plenty of people listening in, and somebody says, "Oh, I better go down to Tesco's now and buy oranges," and they buy five hundred oranges, <laughs> and then the next person doesn't get any. Yeah, so if we're if we're facing a situation now where where it's, food is a scarcity or you know fresh food is scarce, then you do have a problem when when you're being told to get your um, your recommended daily allowance of, of vitamin C in. So, I think in those circumstances, it's okay to say take a supplement. Yeah, absolutely. When we're talking about supplementation, there's a lot of stuff coming across on social media about taking these mega doses of vitamin C. And I just wanted to dispel that particular bit of pseudoscience. So they have done um, studies where they've shown that up to 200 milligrams of vitamin C a day can cut the risk of getting a cold, um, but only in, mostly actually in, in endurance athletes, so people who are really putting themselves through a lot physically. If you take up to 200 milligrams a day, that can reduce your risk of getting a cold. Once you actually catch a cold or get ill, it can reduce the, the uh, duration of the cold symptoms by between 8 and 14% if you're taking up to 200 milligrams a day. So that's 
in some cases, over twice the amount uh, that's recommended daily. What we're seeing on social media is, you know, take a thousand milligrams a day. And that's really completely pointless because any doses above around 400 milligrams are just excreted in the urine. Once you go over 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C, you, you can suffer from nausea, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and it can actually become quite disadvantageous to you. So be sensible with your vitamin C. Try and get your recommended daily amount. And if we're out of stock in supermarkets, take a supplement. Yeah, but we definitely are recommending vitamin C. Absolutely. Yep. So the other kind of uh, vitamins that can help with immune function are vitamin E, vitamin A, vitamin D, folic acid, iron, selenium and zinc, uh, all of which you can get from eating a wide variety of fruit, vegetables, whole foods, grains, nuts and seeds. Um, <clears throat> again, you're better off getting them from a varied diet, but supplement if you need to. Um but again, don't panic by supplements because then we're going to just face the same situation in the chemists as we're facing in the supermarkets, which is that there's nothing left on the shelves. Yeah. I, what I'm liking about this is there's a focus on health, gen, actual health and for a really good purpose. You know, uh, the, one of the biggest battles we have uh, as nutritionists and as personal trainers is that you're trying to get people to focus on looking at kind of the whole story, health and well-being, and, and, and they're so focused on calories in, calories out and weight management and physique. But now we, we really are getting a chance to talk about actual nutrition and health benefits. Yeah, and how you can uh, actually see a correlation between yeah. the things you're eating and, and what it's protecting you against. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, eat, eat a varied, uh, good all-round diet of whole foods, grains, nuts, seeds, fruit and veg. And if you can't, and only if you can't, then try supplementation, but within sensible kind of um, realms. Yeah, and do it straight away. Yeah. So, obviously then... We've we've heard all about good hygiene, washing hands. The uh, well, there's no such thing anymore in this country as hand sanitizer. But just wash your hands frequently, and that's enough. The one thing I wanted to talk to people about as well is the other thing we're hearing a lot of is wearing a face mask, and we're seeing a lot of places have sold out of face masks. It's actually the case that if you breathe through your nose, that will act in the same way as a face mask. Your nose is there to um, filter out any kind of particles and bacteria, and that's its job. So if you concentrate on breathing through your nose, that can act just as well in most cases as actually wearing a mask over your face. Nose hairs are there to trap the large particles of, of things that might be breathed in, and your mucous membranes are there to trap the smaller particles and bacteria. So just by breathing in through your nose, in and out through your nose, so use your mouth for eating and your nose for breathing, that's going to go a large way towards protecting you against a lot of these things that we're, that, that, are, that are floating around at the moment. Um, it probably looks a bit more stylish as well. <laughs> there are actually other benefits as well as of, of kind of nasal breathing. If you breathe through your nose, it facilitates the inhalation of nitric oxide which is a gas which helps lower blood pressure, but it also increases the lungs' ox oxygen-absorbing capacity. Um, and it's also an antifungal, antiviral and antibacterial agent. So just by breathing in through the nose, you're getting more nitric oxide into your system, and that's going to help you with all of those things which will fight against external things which are trying to attack the system. So there's two really good benefits from breathing through your nose, which you won't get it by just wearing a face mask. So that's a really, really good tip. It costs you nothing. Um, and we should all start to do that now when, when we're in groups of people or we're, we're, we may be coming into contact with some of these nasty things. Uh, it's a very good and very immediate tip. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay, so 
the other thing, obviously, that we're going to uh, recommend in terms of protecting you is exercise. Um, <clears throat> so regular exercise improves your cardiovascular health, obviously. It lowers your blood pressure. It helps control body weight and it protects against a variety of diseases and it helps to contribute to a healthy immune system. Um, more directly, exercise helps by promoting good circulation, which allows the cells of the immune system to move through the body freely and to do their job more efficiently. So when you, once you get moving and your blood gets flowing more freely, um, all of those uh, cells going through your body which are helping to pr protect the immune system will be moving much more freely. So, so on a practical basis, we're, we're, part of the news that's coming in today is about sports clubs and... Um, you know, the GAA, the FAI, the IRFU and so on and so forth, all these sporting um, bodies packing in the sport for the next two to three weeks. So not only are there no games going ahead, but we're being we're being told that they won't stand over even clubs training. Yeah. So I know that we're going to have to give, well, we'll, obviously we're here to give practical tips about how to stay exercising or even start exercising and how important it is right now. Um, somebody might say, oh, my clubs are closed. So what what can we do right now? Yeah, and that's a really good question because with kids off from school and told that they can't go to their usual training sessions, what do we do? Uh, and it's going to be a big problem for people, I think, and yep. that's going to contribute to their, their mental well-being, taking a dive as well. So yep. in terms of exercise that we can all do that's kind of safe and free and easy, obviously just get outside and move. You can go and have a walk outside in the fresh air, get a bit of vitamin D that we were talking about. Um, even from our weak Irish sun, you'll get a little bit of vitamin oh, you D. Um, you know, get some oxygen into the lungs and just get moving and go for a walk. That's the, that's the, 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 the easiest and most convenient thing you can do immediately today to, to, to get a little bit of exercise in or a run if you happen to be a runner. Um, but just get everybody moving. I think, yes. And if they're sports people and they see walking is boring, set yourself some challenges. Set yourself, you know a 20 minute uh, distance challenge and then the next time uh, maybe a, a time trial you know try and improve the distance then try and improve the time Yeah. you know set yourself goals if they're kind of competitive people and they're, they're out of sport for a little while arrange to go out with you know two or three of your teammates for example who you're, you're not in a position to play sport with but you want to stay in contact with yeah. do, do this daily yeah I think routine is really important when it comes to these things as well. Yep. If we're all kind of off work, work, working from home, kids off school uh, for, you know, for weeks at a time, having a really good routine in place is a really good idea. So going for a walk or, or playing a game or going for a run at the same time every day with, with people and, and organise it and plan it into your day so that, that that becomes a routine and we're not just kind of, you know, drifting from one activity to the next, not knowing what's coming next. I think routine is really important for and people. And we're not being told that any gyms are closing. We're not being told you know, we're still open, for example. Well, so far, we're not being told that gyms are closing. I'm wondering about the big commercial gyms with, you know, a much higher turnover of people and whether there will be um, advice to them as to what direction to go in. Certainly in our gym, we don't have masses of people in at, at any one time because we're not a membership gym. So we're in the very lucky position that we're able to keep our facility open and be there for people. And certainly we would be encouraging people to come down with, you know, clients to carry on training, yep. classes to carry on running. Um, the advice is for people indoors, not over 100 people. Sadly, I never have 100 people in my classes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> um, God. <laughs> so they're still yeah. very safe places to come down. Yep. Um, so, yeah, getting up, moving on to mental health now. 
Uh, I think that we're moving on quite quite nicely to kind of mental health and how exercise plays a role in that. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be going stir crazy after a few days of this. It's a novelty right now for the kids. Um, our little fellow who's 11, I was just telling you before we started uh, today, is I left him at home dancing on the coffee table, having been <laughs> told the news that uh, he doesn't have to go to school for the next couple of little weeks. Little does he know. <laughs> yeah, and I have warned him that this is coming. He will be yep. going stir crazy, as yep. will I. As a, as a direct result mm-hmm. of his insanity, I will be climbing the walls too. So... Um, all of our mental health, I think, is going to suffer if we don't make some moves to protect it. And again, um, as a gym, we we do feel that we have an important role to play here in the community in keeping people, you know, helping people to stay sane, providing a space where you can be physically and mentally healthy. Um, and even a corona-free zone where you can come in and talk about other yeah. things as well, because it's the topic of the day it everywhere is. you go. So somewhere you can come in and have a laugh and just catch up with people. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that this kind of perfect storm at the moment of being stuck at home, kids climbing the walls, uh, everybody's worried about their income and the economy, uh, not to mention our health, the health of any vulnerable friends and relatives that we might have we're worried about. Now we're going to isolate ourselves as well. So mm. it's it's a, it's a place where people can come and exercise and, and be positive. And I've certainly said to, you know, I run morning classes in our gym and I have said I will, I will redesign the classes in a way that makes it more... Uh, available for people to bring their kids in if they want to yep. to all exercise together maybe do some more outdoor classes if the weather exactly. is permitting so what do we say to somebody who genuinely has young children and isn't in a position to go to a gym or go to our gym what can they do at home right now so that they can have their daily dose of exercise without having to leave the house? If they're not leaving in the house, if they're not looking at going out to parks and getting out and getting fresh air, just look online. There's a million different YouTube videos and, and classes and things like that online. Um, and just do some kind of exercise with your kids at home. You can get everybody involved. You can all do something together. We will be running some of our classes for the people who actually are confined to home via Skype or FaceTime. So we are happy to put on classes for people where we use Skype, for example, to to roll out a class to people who are at home. I'm sure other people will be doing the same. And uh, if you haven't got access to something like that, then just look online. There's a million different exercise videos, yoga videos that you can do in your own house if you really don't want to leave your house. But you have to do something. It's really important to do something. But I think without being kind of unnecessarily putting a positive spin or an obvious positive spin on it, um, if we are finding ourselves a little bit more housebound, this is giving us actually an opportunity to get on top of our health and our well-being in a way that the excuse we get from a lot of our clients or even those who aren't our clients uh, is too busy, too busy, too busy, all the time, too busy. I'm I'm doing mad hours. I can't get home in time. I don't have time to prepare my food properly. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to ensure my family are exercising or eating the right foods. Now, ironically, those excuses are gone or are restricted for a little while. And and this is an opportunity to say, right, I'm actually going to get on top of my health. I I, I haven't done a lot of walking. I'm going to get out and walk. I need to learn a little bit more about exercising at home. I'm going to do that. Um, I I want to make sure the kids are on top of that because I, I pass them four seconds a day, you know, on the way to or from work. They come home, they're going out with their friends, they're doing their homework. I really don't get a lot of time to sit yeah. down and see, are they eating properly? Are they training properly? Are they are they happy with that side of things? Now I have a chance to do that. Yeah, and, and we owe it to ourselves to stay on top of these things at the yeah. moment before it becomes a problem for us in terms of, of our physical and mental health. But yeah, I, I think build in more family time, eat more meals together, go for more walks together. Yeah. 
Um, battle against the iPhone for a while. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you Throw know, the iPhones away. And, and actually have some quality time with our family where we get to talk to each other and we get to, you know, we've no choice but to now. Well, we, we really don't. We're going to yeah. be forced to, to be, we're stuck with each other now. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, like, I think with the mental health side of things, I think what happens, I suppose, is that um, when there's a big adjustment and everybody is out of their comfort zone, it kind of brings out... In some cases, it brings out the hero in people when you look at the movies, you know, like mm. Independence Day and the, the, the aliens come and blow the place up. All the heroes appear to save the day. But I think in, in reality, more times than not, it kind of brings out the negative side in people, mm. the worrying side in people. And I'm seeing in the last few days people being very unreasonable. And, you know, there's a lot yeah. of irrational drivers out there. There's a, lot, rage, yeah. a lot of road rage. There's a lot of people arguing with each other in supermarkets and stuff. I'm sure, yeah. And, 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 and a, a message to, to everybody is, look, we are where we are. We we have no control over the fact that the virus has arrived. None whatsoever. No, yeah. And we're all in it together. And we are all in it together. But what we do have control over is how we are as people during this time. Yeah. And our ability to be able to to stay positive, but at the same time realistic mm. and, and not go to pieces. And this is something we all have a decision to make. Part of that is making sure we're eating properly. Part of that is making sure we're exercising Part of that is making sure that we that we don't break a routine, so we have a sense of purpose right now. Yeah, and and those things will make a huge difference. But as people right now, let's let's try and raise our heads a little bit above this and and not make it the only thing we all talk about. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of reality, and we all need to look after ourselves. So if you've got any any uh, suggestions or questions for us, you can find us on social media uh, at Intelligent Fitness. Drop us a line, um, and we'll be back very soon. Thank you. See you soon. This podcast was brought to you by Primal Productions.